This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast comes from the BGE Smart Energy Savers Program. Hidden air leaks can affect your home's comfort and energy costs. A home energy audit identifies problem areas and reveals opportunities to improve comfort and savings. Plus, you can get an average of $3,000 in rebates to make energy-saving home improvements. Learn more about how to make your home work better for you at BGESmartEnergy.com slash improvements. That's BGESmartEnergy.com slash improvements. This episode of the Black Girl Boss podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is a super simple invoicing solution that lets you create and send slick, professional-looking invoices in seconds. I personally use FreshBooks in my business to send invoices to my clients, to send recurring invoices to monthly clients. I use it to track my expenses. I actually switched over um, from using QuickBooks to using FreshBooks. And to be honest, that not just because they're a sponsor, but I truly love FreshBooks because it's just super duper easy. It's very user friendly. So I can log on to my FreshBooks dashboard and see exactly what my business, how my business is doing. Um, I can see uh, when my invoices are going to be sent out. I can see what invoices are past due, who I need to follow up with, all of that good stuff. So I love FreshBooks. It allows me, I can take a picture of my receipt, upload it right into FreshBooks and it'll track all of my expenses for me. And to be honest, my favorite part about FreshBooks though is that if I need to have a question or if I need help with anything, I can just call and talk to a real person. I know a lot of um, these invoicing softwares, you got to call and, and and deal with these automated systems. So FreshBooks, somebody picks up super quick and I get to talk to a live person and get help on what I'm looking for. So I definitely suggest 
suggest that for all of you guys that are trying to get better with your expenses, get find a new invoicing solution um, or just find a better way to run your business on the back end. Definitely check out FreshBooks for free for 30 days by just going on www.gofreshbooks.com slash black girl boss and enter black girl boss podcast in the how did you hear about us section. So one more time, go to www.gofreshbooks.com slash black girl boss. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. On today's episode, I sat down with my good friend, Sadiq Ali, and we discussed writing a book. As you guys know, I finished writing the manuscript for my book at the end of 2017, and my book will actually be coming out later on this year. Sadiq was a really, really big part of me finishing my book. His signature system and his workshop that he's going to discuss in his show um, provided me with all of the tools that I needed to finally get my book done and cross it off my goals list where it had been for at least three years prior to that. So I'm excited to sit down and talk to him about the book writing process, how books have helped his business, and more importantly, how you guys can apply the things that he has learned to increase the revenue in your business, to establish yourselves as authorities, and so, so, so much more. So let's get right into the interview. Hey, Sadiq, welcome to the show. Hi, excited to be here. Yeah, so I mean... Tell, I know you told the people on live, we're going live right now, you guys, but tell everybody that's listening to the actual podcast, like who you are and what you do. No doubt. No doubt. So uh, peace and blessings to all of our, um, from what Tatum tells me, awesome listeners. Yes. Um, amazing. Name, actually a step above. Awesome. So, so that's, that's the level now. It's awesome. Then amazing. <laughs> They're iconic. Okay. They're a couple <laughs> steps above. Awesome. I got to write that down. See, I'm always taking notes too. I too am a listener um, of this podcast, but um, again, peace and blessings. My name is Sadiq Ali. Um, I'm the founder of an organization, training and development organization called uh, Millionaire Manners Academy, uh, which is training and leadership development, especially for young people, um, parents and families, as well as uh, professional development for youth workers, educators, um, and some of that good stuff. Um, I also serve as a uh, as a coach uh, right at the intersection of uh, business, career, and life, uh, which are really the you know the the, the buckets that we all sort of find ourselves in. Um, I'm also uh, an author trainer as well. So um, I've, I've coached uh, many, many people in, in, in writing their first books and um, a lot of good stuff in the middle. Proud husband, father, um, some other stuff. That's in, in the there. middle. That should no, have no, been like. No, no, the... that's amazing stuff. So that's actually at the top. <laughs> it was just out of sequence. So. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting you in trouble because. Out of sequence. I said Shana's it out of on the live right now. I'm getting you in trouble. It was out of sequence. <laughs> Blame it on my, blame it on my head, not my heart. <laughs> so, before we started recording, you talked about how you wrote your book, first book, Millionaire Manners, and that was kind of like the catalyst to everything that you're doing now. Absolutely. So let's kind of start from there, because a lot of people they have the aspirations to be where you are in 2018, sure. but they don't know Sadiq in 2014, who just wrote this book and had these goals to do everything you're doing now. So kind of take us through um, from the beginning. Sure, sure, sure. That's a really, really big question. Um, let me start from even, uh, I guess, a little bit 
um, before that. So uh, my background um, before before being an entrepreneur and becoming an entrepreneur uh, was in retail management. So I was a store manager for um, this little tiny company you guys might have heard of called Target. Um, Target <laughs> actually was it was we an awesome Target. Target. <laughs> um, so Target was actually an awesome place to work, and um, you know I learned a lot about leadership and I learned a lot about myself as a as a person working for Target. Um, but it was really through my role at Target where. Um, I realized that I wanted to do something more. I wanted to have a larger impact. Um, so through my work as a store manager, um, I actually opened the first store in Baltimore City, uh, which, awesome. you know, if anybody knows about West Baltimore, it's a, it's like not a, not a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's, there's a number of challenges, um, socioeconomic, uh, poverty, just, just a ton of different things. And here I was as, as a, as a store manager at the store, like literally in the middle of the hood. Um, so what I learned quickly is that, I needed to wear multiple hats in order to be successful and, and have some of that impact. So I was a uh, store manager. I was big brother. I was uncle, mm-hmm. uh, but I was also mentor, coach, counselor, and lots of stuff in between. So um, it was during my time there at Target, though, where I realized, like, man, there's so many young people who come in here either looking for their first job or, you know, they come in just just wanting to do something, something productive and I'd be happy to give them their first shot as long as they showed me something sort of in that process. But I just thought to myself, it's like, man, uh, for all the different uh, young people that might not be fortunate enough to run into a Tatum or a Sadiq or, you know, some of my mentees who were also assistant managers there at the store at the time, what's, what's their options? Mm-hmm. So I said to myself in that moment, like, man, I got to do something about it. And that's where the idea for me to write my first book actually popped into my head. So mm-hmm. I know we, we get, we, and we're allowed to get a little spiritual here, um, on this show. So I, I 1000% believe that that idea was divinely inspired. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that, you know, me sitting, um, where I was in, in, in 2013, writing that book you know, five years later, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Me writing that first book has absolutely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So what happened after you wrote the book? So we're going to talk about like the whole process of getting the book done. Sure. Cause I mean, that's the part where so many people stop yeah, at, Yeah. but what happened from there? You had this book, the pages were done. Yeah. Then what? How did you take that and turn it into all the amazing things you're doing now? Great question. Great question. So in the context of uh, writing a book and and really understanding, which is you know what I'm getting ready to say is what a lot of folks don't understand, uh, unless you're John Grisham or Dan Brown or, you know, name another awesome author, insert mm-hmm. awesome author here. Uh, unless you're one of those folks and are a Stephen King or a truly prolific writer, mm-hmm. your book is not is not your business. Mm, your uh-huh. book is not your business. Your book is a gateway to your business. Your book is That's a tweetable right there. Right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Y- y- feel free. <laughs> but a lot of folks think that their book is their business and that they're magically going to just make a whole bunch of money as a result of their book. Mm-hmm. That can happen through awesome marketing. But your book is a gateway to what else you you sell, what else mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. And um, in the in the author world. Right. Of, of which. Tatum will be joining us very soon in those yes. ranks. Let me not, let me not, you know, speak prematurely, but I'm excited for, for, for 2018 for you, Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of folks, um, don't, don't understand that, uh, writing a book is the, the best business card that you can ever have. Mm-hmm. It's a business card that folks never throw away because unless you're just a complete savage, no one right. ever throws away books. <laughs> away books yeah. um, and then when they think of that book, you immediately are known and thought of as an expert, as an authority, mm-hmm. someone who has uh, some value and something to give. So then. So, oh, so, so, so the other part of it, I'm sorry. So 
got to reel you in. No, no. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. <laughs> but I just realized I left out the, the rest of your question, too, which is when I wrote my book, I realized that I wanted to create an entire business around my book. Got you. So you knew that beforehand. I did. Okay. I okay. did. So I did. it was it was strategic. It was. So I think that's important for everybody listening, the strategic part. Because I think I meet a lot of people who go, who they, they have this idea and then they're like, okay, I have this idea, let's say, to do this women empowerment brand. So I'm going to throw some quotes on some t-shirts and I'm going to sell them. Mm-hmm. And then they're upset that the sales just don't happen by throwing it out there. But it's important to kind of take a step back to think like, okay, this is what I want to do in the long term. How can I best position myself to be successful in what it is that I'm trying to do? So I think it's good that you pointed that out, that it was intentional for you to write the book first. So I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say like, like Steve, I'm a big proponent and like follower Stephen Covey's Mm -hmm. seven habits of highly effective people. It's like a book that everybody's heard of, but as usual, as with most things, like not everybody has read it. So I recommend that everybody listening to this, like go and grab that book. You can get it for a penny off Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But seven habits of highly effective people. One of the, uh, one of the habits is begin with the end in mind. So I try to do that with, with a lot of the things that I do. And, And my book was, was one of those examples where I'm like, like, I, again, I just don't want to be known as just an author because there's mm-hmm. some folks like, oh, what do you do? Well, I'm an author. Well, that's kind of like not a business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it can be uh-huh. if you're one of the exceptional few that is just like an awesome writer and you really like derive great passion from mm-hmm. writing and, um, you know, writing books and stories and stuff like that. But, you know, if not, then, yeah, your book is just a gateway. OK, so after you wrote that book. You knew that you set the intention that this is what I'm going to do to set me up for this. What was the step after that? Sure, sure. So I think, um, you know, there's there's some I love recommending like resources that have helped me. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that that folks also don't do as part of like the pre-work process for uh, either creating their brand or uh, writing a book is to go about some of that work of of building a brand beforehand or building a mm-hmm. tribe beforehand. So in that way, when your book drops, it doesn't just drop to the sound of silence. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a lot of folks do that. They just think that the world is just going to, you know, just magically appear in front of them as a result of this book when, you know, millions of millions of of gigabytes worth of content is being Mm -hmm. created, like Mm -hmm. and uploaded to the Internet every day. They say what, like a million hours of or something crazy of new videos uploaded to YouTube every month. So Mm -hmm. in order for you to compete and cut through that noise, you have to you use the word off offline before we started recording. That's fine. Your niche or niche is the bougie way of pronouncing it. So Tatum, just so y'all know, she said niche. You know, I ain't from where Tatum from, so we say niche. We say niche. So find your niche or your niche, whichever you prefer, but start building, you know, relevance and authority in that space, Mm -hmm. uh, which, again, is just part of a strategy where you get value first. You get value and then folks are going to look to you to provide an answer or to Mm -hmm. provide, you know, just a solution to whatever it is they might be going through. Mm -hmm. And I I always say, like, launching is overrated. And so people Mm -hmm. are always like, well, what does that mean? And I, and it's for that same reason. I feel like launching just means you're preparing to throw something out 
there for people to buy. Instead, if you groom your audience instead, talk about like bring to the forefront whatever problem you're solving. Make them understand what that pain feels like. Tell them what the consequences are if they don't purchase your solution and then introduce it to them. Let them know you like you trust you first and then introduce introduce that to them. So it's kind of the same concept even before you write your book to kind of just build up that tribe around whatever subject the book is going to be about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and, and ironically enough, I think what you just described, some folks would argue, is the launch process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Launch isn't clicking the button and mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, publish, mm-hmm. publish thing, publish mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. So I think what you just described was the actual shown up launch process, not yeah. all the other stuff that people say, oh, I'm getting ready to launch, or just the countdown timer right, on an Instagram right, page, right, exactly. like, which is, yeah. Exactly. So your book, I don't even think we said the name of the book. Oh, yes. So my first book is also called Millionaire Manners. Right. And, you know, my, 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 my training business is Millionaire Manners Academy. So um, and it was all based on, you know, originally we've kind of evolved a little bit since then. Um, but it was all sort of like a relationship based, etiquette based, mm-hmm. you know, mentoring, training um, and coaching, et cetera. That were, and it, everything that you teach is based off the principles that you discuss in the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after you finished that book and you came up with your system for Millionaire Manners, who did you you take that to first to turn this thing into a business? Great. Again, great, great question. Thank you, Taylor. You know, um, I'll try. <laughs> so, so, you know, re- really after launching that, you know, launching the book and doing research from where I wanted to be. And I think this is like a, a, a key point we're getting ready to make. And that is you can you can only go in but so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the old saying, right, it's like you chase rabbits and they're going in different directions. Both of them get away if you try to chase both of them. Mm-hmm. So, that's back to again just focusing on a on a on a niche or or that segment first. So for me, the first area that I really found myself working in was um was in like juvenile detention centers. Okay. Um working with um working with youth that, you know, had had various charges, et cetera. And um you know, those folks that were running different programs were looking for resources to help engage these young men and teach them some life skills uh, before they were released back into um, back into society, back into their families or their communities, et cetera. So that was like a really good niche uh, for me originally. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, you know, since then, we've, we've worked in uh, high schools, middle schools, all different, all different types of schools. Um, and then, you know, from there was working more in, in mentoring uh, organizations and mentoring programs. So um, it's really like one thing sort of, you know, leads to the next one. But, mm-hmm. you know, building a solid, uh, a solid standing or reputation in some of those areas, um, it really helps for the next one. Because, again, um, I know we're going to get there um, at some point when we're talking about authority and mm-hmm. just how mm-hmm. building authority and building relevance is uh, is like a really, really big deal. So when you came up with these seven principles, though, I think that's important, too, that you created like your own system. Sure. And I, I said system, but I should have stopped a little and, and elaborated. But you created a system that was specific to you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so then that made you be able to bring something to these people that was more than just a book or autobiography of exactly. your life at that point. It was a system to accomplish the problem that you were solving. So it was kind of like a back, like, you know, it, it allowed you to be that authority exactly. when you walked into the room. So tell us a little bit about like how you came up with those seven I, is it seven? I don't know why seven keeps coming yeah, to my I mean, head. Probably, probably. <laughs> I feel 
like it was something, something but something like that. Whatever. It, it don't even it don't even matter because because they you know they system gonna be different. Right, but a lot a lot of people they don't even have the confidence to create the system. Sure. And so that I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. It's like. Who am I? Because you haven't necessarily built up that authoritative figure yet. You said you were working at Target. So it's not like you were this, uh, I don't know, warden of a juvenile detention center. Sure, right nah, in this. not at all. You I had like, no experience in that whatsoever. Right. So you were like, okay, this is what I've experienced. This is what has happened in real life. Here are like the seven points that keep coming up. So I'm going to write this book. So how did you come up with that or get over like the the mental part sure, of, sure. of getting to step one? Sure. Sure. So I think a lot of what you're talking about now um, from a book writing standpoint is some of the nitty gritty, um, again, you know, that we'll continue talking about. And that is, again, more begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you alluded to it just a little while ago, just in terms of before you write a book, you have to know and answer the question, who is this book for? Mm-hmm. That is question number one. Who is this book for? Who is this book for? Because if you don't answer that question, then the answer becomes the book is for you. Right. And you are precisely the only person who will buy the book (laughs) because you are addressing no one else's (laughs) Mm -hmm. needs, desires, problems. Or Mm -hmm. as you put it um, so well earlier, those pain points, Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it's it's been said by wise folks uh, like all along that really human human performance and and what we do as individuals is really motivated by two things is either the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain Mm -hmm. so as we're able to position our own solutions or systems or whatever you want to call it it's all about getting into the minds of those we want to serve and you know that's like that's the baseline for all healthy relationships is the baseline uh, for for great marketing is getting and seeing the world through that other person's eyes. That's how you're able to create something that they will actually be able to benefit from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks, they just, you know, they, they you know, they put the uh, the carriage before the heart doesn't turn uh, the horse mm-hmm. in terms of all oh, I want to I want to get I want to start going hard with some marketing, graphic design and. But you don't do the research, though. You don't Mm -hmm. find out again what your folks really need. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of folks, they miss out on a a big opportunity when they don't do that. And I would even say, too, and I know you said um, you may end up just writing a book for yourself. And I think it's okay if you are your target audience, but then you Mm -hmm. need to figure out where are the rest of you. Sure. So, yeah, it may be for you, but where is everybody at? So let's say you have a problem with confidence at work. Mm -hmm. And you want to write a book for you so you can be more confident at work. How many people are that have that same problem as you? Where are they at? Are they looking for this? Like that should be the foundation of further research to figure out, like, where is the I don't have confidence at work of America people at, you know, and and go find them. So for you guys that's listening, they may feel like, oh, my book is just or my idea is just for me. I'm not going to do it. You can still do it, but just allow that to be kind of like the step one to you finding more people like you. Sure. And and I think along along with, you know, figuring out who your book is for, you also have to have to dig into um And it's two different things, although folks sometimes loop them together. They're actually very, very different. Number one, you got to focus on your personal why Mm -hmm. uh, for writing a book, Um, you know, which is going to be more divinely, you know, and spiritual, more divinely guided or spiritual in nature. But why are you writing this? You know, has something been placed on your heart? Mm -hmm. You know, have you gone through like a really rough experience that you want to share with others? That's a why. And then your primary objective in writing the book 
is going to be different than that. Mm -hmm. And that might be to sell a bunch of books. That might be to, again, create authority. That might be to help, you know, help young girls, et cetera. Um, But it's very important that, that, uh, that you start there. Um, because again, if you're not crystal clear on your personal why and also your objective, your primary objective for writing this book, then again, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help who you, who you intend for it to help. Got you. That, no, that makes perfect sense. I was trying to think of an analogy for that, but it wasn't coming. Oh, oh why versus primary yeah, objective? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that's a really, really good point, but I could not think of. You know, they call it a um, a distinction without a difference. Yeah, there we go. Because I couldn't think of one. <laughs> they're same. You know, they're same. They're kind of same, but different. You know. <laughs> so let's talk about authority then. So how has your? I mean, well, you've written more than one book. So yes. you've written what, maybe six? Five. Five. The thing is. That I've I've written a lot and I have stuff that I haven't even released yet, so mm-hmm. I kind of lose track. You but run them together. Um, one thing that I will add in too is like um, when I wrote my first Millionaire Manners, uh, when I wrote my first book, you know, I was able to uh, shortly thereafter use that source material and create a curriculum. Uh, which is like another program and another mm-hmm. revenue stream, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, that kind of goes hand in hand with that. So like probably like five, we can just say five. Okay. So you've written these five books. So how has you writing these books kind of helped you build that authority in your field? Like sure. how, how has that helped? So it's, it's cool. And I have like some notes here, so bear with me. Let me see here. So, um, you know, there's usually five, five, like five reasons or five benefits, you know, from building authority. Um, you know, but the short answer to your, your original question is like, you know, what, how does this help or why do you, you know, why did I do this in order to build authority? Like the short answer is kind of twofold, but one of them is that the root of authority, if you look at the word spelled out, the root of authority is author. Wow. Mind blown, right? <laughs> Mind, Mind blown. blown. <laughs> the root of authority is author. So literally you can say whatever your subject matter is, hey, I actually wrote the book on that mm-hmm. and it will be true. Mm-hmm. Like the second cool thing is that authority leads to relevance and relevance is what gets you paid, mm-hmm. right? Because there are a lot of authorities that aren't relevant. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they don't get no money. Um, <laughs> Is that a shot to Monique like that? <laughs> oh, see, look, I wouldn't even. Nah, see, I'm not even going there. <laughs> That's what I felt. That's what I'm I felt in my heart there. when nah, you said we t- that. We talked about Monique already before we came, before <laughs> we started the recording. <laughs> But um, but yeah, authority is like a really, really big deal. And, you know, for everybody listening who might, um, you know, who might have a nine to five or, or a traditional work setting and, and you're building your business on the side, like authority will help you in life, like period. It's yeah. it's, um, you know, it's that old saying like, oh, this person's reputation precedes them. That's because they uh, their authority, not their reputation, their authority is mm-hmm. what is preceding them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have like five like kind of like benefits or like reasons why you want to, why you want to build authority or how it could benefit you. And the first one is around, um, when you build authority at your job, um, it can get you a raise. The folks who are experts, AKA authorities on mm-hmm. different, you know, topics in a job. That's also how you become indispensable at your job and layoff proof. Um, folks don't lay off institutional knowledge, folks. Mm-hmm. Folks don't lay off folks that are doing something that's so special and they do it in such a special way. Um, AKA, again, they're such an authority at this particular thing um, at the job or in this organization that they become indispensable. So that's all authority at work. Mm-hmm. That's all authority at work. Um, the second one is around um, again, for, for entrepreneurs, full-time or, or part-time entrepreneurs, authority can also help you attract new clients. 
Oh can, yeah, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. It can help you attract new clients because folks don't want to, don't want to buy something or a product or a service or a system from, you know, from Joe Schmo. Like tell, tell me what you've done. Tell me what you've written on the subject. Mm-hmm. Let me know that you're an expert or an authority. And, um, and, and unless you do some of the things in order to build authority, then you're just going to kind of be seen as Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the third one is it can open up strategic partnerships because authorities, right? Just like real recognize real authorities recognize other authorities. Mm-hmm. So folks can get in with those authorities um, and make like really cool stuff happen. Um, the fourth one is um, it can amplify your message and encourage people to take action for your cause, uh, which is also like a really, really big deal because folks are always like, oh, people ain't responding to this or that. Um, and it could be because of, you know, I mean, your authority or lack thereof on a particular subject. And then the mm-hmm. last one is that um, authority can also assist you and finding your tribe of like-minded individuals. Oh yeah. And in that mm-hmm. tribe, as you so have, you know, wonderfully built with, uh, with BG bosses, right. <laughs> and, and all your other, uh, cool stuff is that you've built a tribe of like-minded individuals that hopefully when you present something that is a, a value and a mm-hmm. service oriented thing, not like any, any sort of, you know, dudes that just rolling off the street. Right. I did just rolling off the street too, but, <laughs> but those, that tribe can also become customers for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, really loyal customers. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users and 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, 
Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. And I was going to say, too, when you talk about building a tribe of like minded people, I, I think people lose a sense of how much a book really does your marketing for you. So like if I'm on Amazon and I'm looking for I was looking for a book on something earlier mm. and like all of these books just came up. So I had never met any of these authors. I don't follow them on social media. I don't know who they are. I just went to look for what I needed. And I found it because it was there. So then when I purchased this person's book, now I become a part of their tribe. So now I'm starting to learn more about what they do. I'm looking at them as an authority because if their book is written right, when I read it, I'm going to get at least uh, my problem solved a little bit enough for me to go back to want more. Absolutely. You know, so I think that's important as well, because like even with like the Amazons, the Googles, the YouTubes or whatever, these are all like search engine optimization based, like SEO based. So the way that and even with Instagram now, they changing a whole algorithm and some more stuff. Thank Facebook for that. Holla. Right. (laughs) So now everything is based (laughs) off of people's interests, Mm -hmm. what people have done. You can follow hashtags now Mm -hmm. on IG. Yeah. So all of this stuff is just basically putting people in buckets. So true. So when you write your book, then the people who are in that bucket are likely to find you. So that's kind of how you work against what these algorithms are doing to kind of make the organic stuff. Sure. um, To basically to make you start paying for ads and stuff like that. That's kind of a way to work around that by like, okay, let me just put out what they're looking for then. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's like really, really important for you guys that's listening is really building that tribe. Because once you do that, you're good. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. So we kind of talked about building authority, how writing your book has helped you build your business. Let's talk about the money. Yeah. Because everybody wants to make residual income. That's why a lot of times people join network marketing companies. That's why a lot of people like to put out products in general just because of that residual income. So kind of talk about like how the books have increased the bottom line in your business. Oh, I mean, tremendously. I mean, literally, um, just while we were sitting here, I think I, I think I shared with you just two out of the blue random, you know, random orders that I got for books in bulk, you know, which is another um, sort of thing to think about is that, you know, as you're creating your book and your and your uh, your physical book and, and some of the associated content, it's like, 
are you making it easy for folks to purchase either in bulk, et cetera? Because that's how ultimately, you know, regular folks, you know, like me are able to sell thousands of books because I, I'm selling them at 50, 50 at a time, a hundred at a time. Um, I'm doing a, a, a speaking engagement in, uh, in March. So, uh, not only am I being paid to present and, uh, and being paid to speak, but, you know, to top it all off. Oh, also for the members, they're going to buy like 200 books, uh, mm-hmm. for the audience. So that's another couple thousand dollars on top of my speaking fee, um, just because that product is available. And then it's not even, and here's the irony when, when the book is there and you establish some authority and some credibility and reputation and all those things, um, the book, is not directly tied to this thing. Right. It's not even directly tied to the topic I'll be speaking on, but um, because I'm there and it's loosely related, they're going to buy some books too. Right. So, I mean, I just got an order. I did a, I did an event 18 months ago, uh, a conference. Um, it was actually um, an educator's conference. Mm-hmm. And then I got a random email. Oh, hey, bro, we're ready to buy your buy your books and your program for our after-school program for young men. Hey, great. Mm-hmm. And And that's all based on a book that I wrote um, four and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, 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 it's really, really cool. And again, um, you know, repurposing is the name of the game. I mean, even as you're writing a book, you can, you can give away chapters or yeah. turn chapters into different types of products because mm-hmm. that's really where it's at is digital content. Yes. Because I still have to ship books, which I don't mind, uh, mm-hmm. because they're in bulk, but, um, just creating all that content is, is, is where it's at, which is another way to establish authority. Yeah. And I think it's good, too, for people who, let's say, are trying to break into the speaking industry. So they're taking a lot of free gigs to where they're not necessarily get paid. But when you have these books, you can then sell those to make Absolutely. your money, make a couple of dollars, whether it pay for the, the cost of whatever it took you for you to do that. But it's a great opportunity as well when you do have to do some free things in the beginning to build up those relationships Absolutely. and stuff. I give everybody a, a, a free piece of advice. This is one of the, the best questions that I learned to ask. And it, it was, it was, uh, how did I discover this? Just, just building relationships, you know, with, with folks in different, uh, different settings. Um, but I was, I was negotiating to do this work in this particular school and they said, Hey, Sadiq, well, you know, we don't, we don't have a budget for, um, um, you know, for training or speaking right now, we've exhausted those funds, but, um, you know, maybe if we, if we buy enough books, uh, in this supply budget, then you could just come in and do the presentation too. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, <laughs> there's different line items. There's different types of budgets. Uh-huh. There's not just one budget. <laughs> right. And then from there on, like my world opened up. So it, so from then on, literally, um, if somebody says, hey, we don't have a budget for this or that. Hey, how's your supply budget? <laughs> Right. How's your training budget? Uh-huh. You know, how's your, you know, your, your, your X, Y, and Z budget, mm-hmm. but you're only able to tap into that budget when you have a book or you have mm-hmm. some other supplies or whatever it is. So it's been, it's been a game changer. It's been a game changer. And even for books too, if you offer different, let's say services, so you're doing a, say a one-on-one training, you could just roll in the price for your book. So you just it's sold a value. book technically, but you're still adding value to your training. You getting a book off your hands, you're still getting paid for it. Cause you didn't roll that cost into the price of whatever That's it is exactly that you're right. doing. So I definitely think everybody should have a book. which is why I was so adamant about getting it done. However, a lot of people are also like me to where I put write a book on my vision board like three years ago. It did not get done until (laughs) the end of it was literally December 
30th when I finished that wow, manuscript wow, wow. because I just couldn't live with myself if I knew I put this on my on my vision board or my goals list for another year and I did not do it it just drives me crazy because I just feel like oh you're a fraud like you ain't even doing what you like oh, that's just my inner yeah, yeah, my yeah, inner yeah. little tr- uh, little accountability inner that's your inner yeah. hater <laughs> yeah my that's inner, inner hater. hater right there <laughs> my inner hater like such a little hate man <laughs> right exactly like you ain't a black girl boss you ain't even finished your book how you gonna tell these people you know silence the inner hater <laughs> ladies silence the inner hater but mine helped me get this book out so I think Touché. it did good this time Touché. but um because that was something that was on my to-do list or goals list for the year I went to your so you think you want to write a book right yep. so you think you want to write a book uh workshop in March Still didn't get the book done till December 29th or December 30th, but I went in March. But what I liked about your workshop is that it broke it down so simply. Like to me, I thought it was like I thought writing a book was just a lot. And I think the intimidation factor is why it was stagnant for so long, because it was just a lot. Like, how many pages am I going to write? What am I even going to talk about? I don't have anything else to say. Is this enough? Just like all of this stuff. Um, But the way you broke it down in the system that you use that you actually have in your um, online course that we're going to be talking about. It just made it easy. And I like systems anyway. Yes, uh, yeah, So yeah, you yeah, was like, know. okay, do this and then do that. And then in X amount of time, your book is going to be done. And I was like, he is lying. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Those are the kind of stories I love. I was like, see, here he goes. It's one of those other people write your book in 30 days and then it's day 60 and it yep. ain't done. So yep, me yep, not yep. getting it done was 100% me, not necessarily what you, what you did. But when I went back to be like, okay Tatum you playing you need to get this done I still have your, the notes from that day mm. on my computer so I'm like let me take these out and go back to what I learned and then you had the handouts and stuff sure. so I just went back to what I learned and I was able to like really get it done oh that's awesome and I remember somebody um I think it was Halima mm-hmm. I met her there yep. and then she has like two books out now books and I done. was like oh uh, Sadiq is really out here <laughs> making authors so I mean what made you get into that and how did you figure out like this amazing system that works y'all thank you thank you um, number one like I said I'm, I'm super excited for you I can't I can't wait to see the finished product yeah. <laughs> Um, but really, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what we just chatted about a little while ago that I didn't set out to be like an author coach. I'm, I've always coached and had coaching clients and, mm-hmm. and mentees. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my buddies, she always like makes a distinction. Like I coach adults. I mentor young people. Hello. So I, was, I thought that was hilarious. So that's why I mentioned them separately. So uh-huh. I've always had, again, just folks that I was coaching on, on, on various things, et cetera. And again, young people that I mentor, of course. But I would always get these questions, especially uh, every time I release a new book or something, right? Folks like, oh, man, you're so busy, Sadiq. How you, like, oh, how you do it? And I'd get texts, inboxes, mm. emails. I'm like, like, I'm tired of telling y'all for free. Well, well, not even just that. <laughs> it's impossible for me to tell you in a five-minute phone call. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Like, what you want me to text back to you in this Facebook Messenger? Like, mm-hmm. so I said to myself, okay, this is something that folks really, really need. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I that's when I created the workshops, and if, and of course we started them off as doing live um, live trainings, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing live trainings. But um, as my schedule continues to to just increase in terms of yeah. um, just busyness and, mm-hmm. and just being inflexible. Um, I said, you know what? 
I need to create an online course for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the last one we did in 2017, uh, we actually just went ahead and recorded, um, the, 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 the full course. Awesome. Uh, uploaded all the handouts and now boom, everybody, um, can get a chance to utilize that system. And, um, you and there's a couple other folks that, um, have utilized the system and taken the course, et cetera, uh, who will be dropping their, their first books in 2018 awesome. as well. So super excited. One of, one of my, um, good, good, close, close buddies, uh, who actually co wrote um, my last book with um, my brother Khalil Abdul Kareem. Shout out to him, um, the big homie. But he'll be releasing his his first uh, his first solo book this mm-hmm. year as well. Uh, it was a really, really cool book that I'm, I'm super excited about. I actually wrote um, the introduction to his book as well. So that's awesome. Um, it's it, it's and here's the thing about system. Let me just make this um, quick note. And that is uh, if you ask 100 people, 100 different authors, um, what system that they use, they will each describe for you a different system. Right. Mm-hmm. Each one of them. The same thing is true. If you go to the gym and you find 100 cut up mm-hmm. guys, girls, they run in 10 miles a day. Hey, what's your secret? They're each going to give you a different secret. Mm-hmm. I tell folks all the time, you flip late night TV, you see all the exercise equipment. Late. <laughs> the answer is that they all work. Mm-hmm. Which one is the best? All of them. Right. You got to pick one and stick with it. Pick mm-hmm. and stick. But a lot of folks, they get frustrated, like you said, mm-hmm. like with the whole accountability piece. Oh, this is not working for me. No, no, no. It's that you're not working it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you just need to find a better system suited for you. Mm-hmm. But all I can tell folks is that with no uncertainty is that the system that I'm teaching is the exact system that I've used to create. Uh, a large number of content with more on the way mm-hmm. and uh, folks like yourself are, are using to create their, their new stuff that I'm excited about. What I really like about your system is it's, it makes sense, but it's, it's not strict enough to where I can't make it my own. Right. So it, it kind of covers, it gives me the structure because I just have no idea, you know, how to write a book. Like I know how to write, I've written papers sure, or whatever, sure, but sure. writing a book, what does that mean? What is the outline? Like how long is this really going to take? Like, you know, how much time do I, can I dedicate to this? You know, like all of those questions that people Google mostly, cause right. I know I did. Um, you cover that in the, the training, but the system is just so simple to where I was like I cannot believe <laughs> that it's just this and yeah. I'll be able to to get my book done and then once I did it I was like Tatum it is December 20th 30th like if you would have did this back in the spring like what is wrong with y'all beat myself up like I That's cannot I believe divine I took timing all that time. though divine timing it all happens when it's supposed to as it should oh my goodness I was so salty but anyway but I got it done yeah so so that was the good thing and a lot of people want to get their books done too I know one of the things you discuss is why people don't complete their book mm. or why people don't write their book so kind of go with um talk to the people a little bit about what that reason is sure 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 I mean there's like a long list of them I'm trying to remember some of the most common ones, but um, the couple that come to mind, um, number one, folks just have no plan. Mm-hmm. Like I just, uh, like I just mentioned, find your favorite diet and just do that one diet. But if you try to do three diets at one, yeah. you just end up uh, not only not losing weight, you end up getting fatter. Yeah. Because now you're you're upset with yourself, and you go to eat because you mad. get depressed now. <laughs> exactly. Now you're eating because you mad. That's me. <laughs> Forget this. I'm going to Chipotle. I'm I didn't done. know that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like folks don't have a plan. It gets them frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, then they think that uh, they are not up to snuff or they, they, they think that they're not enough or mm-hmm. they're not adequate when the exact opposite is true. We have 
um, so many different ideas inside of us. And again, we just got to start with one, mm-hmm. uh, which really is one of the, the second ones that uh, especially um, this is an affliction of the creative. And that is we have too many ideas. Yeah, we have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that especially creative folks who may over uh, estimate their own talents. I'm going to write all 10 of these books at once. It's going to be a massive right. trilogy thingy. <laughs> a book every month. It's going to be good. a book every month. <laughs> and then, of course, what do you think happens? They never get Jack done. Mm-hmm. And then they end up with just volumes of just unorganized mess Mm -hmm. instead of saying, all right, I'm going to take the simplest version of this idea and do that first. Mm -hmm. Let me establish some authority there. Then I can build upon that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lastly, I'd probably say, you know, back, back to sort of just um, the psyche of it all. um, I think a lot of folks, they just don't think that they have it in them. They really do beat themselves on. Like we referenced like the little hater earlier, but a lot of folks just be hating themselves out of doing what they should be doing and what they could be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we call that imposter syndrome. Like, who are you you to write a book? I'm, you know, I'm working this job or I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Who, Who do I think I am? And a lot of folks live in that instead of like, man. Or they, or they think all about doing instead of becoming. Mm-hmm. And, and when we think about doing, we always get caught up in what either we have to do right now or what we're doing right now instead mm-hmm. of this process of becoming something greater and doing something else. Um, and that's that 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 process is on full display via writing a book. Yeah, absolutely. And we even I think it was last week on a podcast. I was kind of talking about how, like you said, we set these massive goals. So going back to the weight loss thing, you say you want to lose 10 pounds this month. Why not just lose one pound a week? You know what I mean? Four pounds a month. Eventually you want to get to the thing. And that's something I had to check myself on because I I don't think that there's anything that I can't do. That's just my mindset. So if I say I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month in my mind, I can really make that happen. So I'm going to try it. But then when it don't happen, then I'm going to be upset as opposed to if I was to just take it one pound a week, one pound a week. That way I'm not like eating bananas 24 seven, you know, I leave room for myself so I can, you know, constantly get better and improve my habits. So when it came to this writing, it was the same thing. It was like, uh, fourth quarter's coming up. I ain't written this book yet. I'm about to finish it right now. So uh, the average book is a hundred thousand words. So I'm about to work backwards. And it's way less than that too, by the way. (laughs) Is that how long your book is? No, it's not at all. I came to the point where y'all going to get however many words this is. There you go. Do you remember, do you remember the final word? I think it was. No, I don't. All right. Don't get me. Well, mind. I mean, just just for uh, comparison's sake, uh, I think Millionaire Man is, was uh, 60,000 words. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being like in a six by nine book, like uh, like 180 pages or something mm-hmm. like that, um, which really doesn't matter. Again, don't let that discourage you. Just get mm-hmm. it done. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Find a system that works for you. Yeah. Uh, you just reminded me, too, of like this Abraham Lincoln quote when you're like, yeah, just a pound a day, like or a pound a week, rather. Um, Abraham Lincoln said that um, I walk slowly, but I never walk backwards. Right. Amen. I never mm-hmm. go back. One foot in front of the other. That's it. That's it. But and even as I was working your system, I made it work for me. So I was like, OK, how long does it take me to get out? Let's say a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So if I know this really don't take that long, you know, it take me maybe, mm, let's say at max an hour. A thousand words. So, okay, write a thousand words a day. You know, that's it. That's one hour. 
So it just made it a lot less stressful oh, that's to good. get it done. Because when when it's stressful is when you psych yourself out. When it's just so much, it's like, I'm just not doing this at all. It, you want to enjoy it. You want to mm-hmm. enjoy the process. You know, we, we always talk about it. It's like a cliche, right? But you got to mm-hmm. enjoy the process, too. So that way you are proud of yourself at the end. But um, like you just said, that when we set ourselves up with these uh, with these unrealistic expectations, oh, I'm going to write the whole thing this weekend, which, again, it's possible. Yeah. That's very possible if you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Like I know folks that have done that. Literally write their whole book in a week. I've wow. seen folks physically like, actually do that. I wrote my first book, like literally probably in about 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for, for, for the average person, that's, that's, setting them, that's setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. That's setting yourself up for a fall versus just saying, all right, um, I'm just going to, like you said, write an hour a day or, or in, in, there's so many other things I can go into, but I, mm-hmm. I'll stop there. So what are some other things that you cover in this course? So in the course, you know, we talk about um, really, really, we describe the entire process from start from mm-hmm. start to finish um, the beginning, the middle, the end of the process, which yeah. is really broken down into three phases. Um, we really break down the pros and cons of self-publishing because mm-hmm. this make no mistake about it. This course is for those who are ready to get it done and yeah. to do it themselves, mm-hmm. um, which is what self-publishing is all about. Um, so we cover the pros and cons of, of self-publishing. We talk about some of the common misconceptions about writing a book, some of the myths associated mm-hmm. with writing a book. Um, we talk about um, uh, ideas for marketing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many materials in the course. And it's, it's, it's even been upgraded anymore since when you last took it. But, you know, there's a um, there's a, a, a book idea generated that I've included. Oh, that's dope. Um, so that way folks um, are like, oh, I don't have any ideas. Uh, we actually created a, a system where literally... It's like a hundred and something book titles where you just fill in a blank and it'll just help oh, wow. you come up with yeah, ideas that's good. Um, um, for you to create your book title, which is one of the most important aspects of writing a book, by the way. Some folks start with the title. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks end with the title. Um, but, you know, whichever you choose is make sure that there's some great care um, and thought put into your title because yeah. that really will sell your book. Mm-hmm. Um we also include a spreadsheet to help you kind of keep organized um, as you're writing. And uh, there's worksheets. I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a ton included with the course. I think it's uh, I think it's a really, really good value. I have an interesting story about self-publishing. So, like, I went on, um, we all know Simon & Schuster, the uh-huh. big uh, publishing house. So I was on their site one day because... I don't even really know why, but I was on his site one day. So they have like a partner who works with uh, smaller authors who are not celebrities who want to, let's say, write a book. Mm-hmm. So that it's, they're kind of like, I guess they're like a publisher for unknown people. Mm. So I signed up. And so it's, it's really like vague. They don't tell you much information. It's one of those sign up and we'll call you type things. Mm. So I was like, I'm about to sign up and just see what they say. So <laughs> I signed up and the guy called me and um, we were talking and he told me, I was like, well, I, I kind of just want to go to self-publish route. So he was like, oh, well, um, self-published people really don't make any money like that. So you're just going to write a book for it to sit on the shelves. I'm like, do he know who he's talking to? Like, that's something that's all I need for me to go and sell this and we'll call you back and be like, hey, John, um, you remember when you said X, Y, Z? But everything that we talked about prior to this moment on this show is about how much writing a book really does help. Like, it's not about, like a lot of people think about the um, New York Times bestseller list. And it's like, I'm never going to be doing, I'm never going to be able to do that because I'm not a celebrity but 
I personally think the Amazon bestsellers list is way more quite valuable. Fine with me. Exactly. Quite fine with me. But speaking of bestsellers, though, I know some of your books have been bestsellers as well. So after you did the self-publishing, how were you able to market it to the point where you accomplished that? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, initially, um, there's that, that's like kind of a technical question. Yeah. But I would just kind of point it back to the general piece around. Um, again, building that tribe and building your momentum sort of before you launch. Mm -hmm. um, and there's lots of like cool kind of like tips and strategies that we talk about during the course. You know, one of them is uh, create the creation of a launch team. Yeah. The mm -hmm. creation of a launch team, mm -hmm. having, you know, five to 10 of your closest friends, almost like how you have black girl boss ambassadors mm -hmm. for the podcast, mm -hmm. a team of folks that are ride or die with you yeah. that can help you get the word out simply. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's the, uh, there's the strategy or the technique of, you know, first releasing your book. Um, for free on Amazon yeah. for a set amount of time. Um, you can do seven days, then you mm -hmm. up it to 99 cents. Uh, the downloads are what count also mm -hmm. towards purchases. Okay. The algorithm. Absolutely. Okay. So if you get a thousand downloads in a week, um, and then another, uh, even a hundred, a couple hundred downloads at 99 cents, um, uh, by leveraging a launch team and hopefully mm -hmm. you've built up a little bit of a tribe through your social media, email lists, all of it counts. Mm -hmm. um, you can easily get on the uh, the Amazon bestseller list easily. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, guys. So, hey. There we go. Got there some go. gems. And those are some of the things that you cover. Absolutely. In the course. Absolutely. So, for everybody that's listening, this course is available at, I shortened the link. It's uh, bit.ly slash book goals. So, for nice. y'all that have a goal to buy the book, go to B, I mean, to write a book, go to bit.ly slash book goals. I'm also going to put it in the description of the show so you can just make it so much easier. And I'm going to send an email, post it on social media, all that stuff but just make sure you guys go and take this course i'm a product of it i've seen other people who were in the room with me get their books out there i mean i'm in your facebook group too yeah and to just see like all the people who are getting their books done just by just because you gave them the blueprint That's it. who are taking it and making more money in their business creating that authority and all of those other things it it works That's so awesome. you guys definitely you have go a, you check have a special that out. for your listeners too right oh yeah dang i forgot sorry y'all i was say yeah. it's temporary and, 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 and Tatum was it was she was like we gotta do something special. I know. For my I was listeners. like it gotta be a discount, bro. Gotta Sorry. Be, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and I respect it, which is why you have an awesome tribe, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like she's really she really is thinking of you all. Like everybody is listening. She not just she not just uh, that's not just uh, something she's saying. Like mm -hmm. she's she's really riding to get you guys great uh, great value, uh, great content, and just just stuff that. Um, actually makes some sense so so shout out yeah. to you for that thank you yes we don't have guests often on the show yeah I'm, I'm honored i really so am honored we, i really I don't, am honored we can, i can count on both of my hands how many guests we've had on how the many show. guys you're the third <laughs> you're the I'm third honored. guy and i only talk to guys i know i don't <laughs> and I, i'm at the point where i don't even want to interview anybody i don't know you know because it's just easier to sit down yeah. and have a regular conversation sure, no as doubt. opposed to people putting their pr face on yeah you yeah, know yeah. i got one face <laughs> one face congratulations thank you <laughs> 
So yes, you guys, go and check out that course. It's called So You Think. Wait. So you want to write? So you want to see? I think about that show. So you think you can dance? Oh, exactly. So that's <laughs> that's why. Same I thing. I mean, whatever you want to call it, just just write the book. <laughs> right. Exactly. Write the book. So tell people where they can follow you and all that good stuff before we awesome, close. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, once again, uh, it's been my pleasure speaking with, uh, speaking with you guys, uh, Tatum. Much love to you. Uh, this is Sadiq Ali. Uh, feel free to hit me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Sadiq Ali Show, um, or uh, my business page is at Millionaire Manners. Um, you can pretty much search um, search and find me that way. Cool. All right, you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Support for this podcast comes from the BGE Smart Energy Savers Program. Hidden air leaks can affect your home's comfort and energy costs. A home energy audit identifies problem areas and reveals opportunities to improve comfort and savings. Plus, you can get an average of $3,000 in rebates to make energy-saving home improvements. Learn more about how to make your home work better for you at BGESmartEnergy.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.